0: Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell as we walk through the Wednesday, May 5th, nine-game NHL slate. So, uh, DJ, as you might be able to uh, tell, you know, because you're doing the podcast with me, we are recording on a Tuesday night for a Wednesday slate. This obviously replaces the Morning Skate Podcast for the five-game slate on Tuesday, which, uh, by the way, we tried to let you guys know via Twitter, uh, via the Discord, uh, that we were basically just covering it on the Mayo Media Network and, you know, why do two shows when you can do one and then do one the next day for a bigger slate? Um, so anyway, DJ, you know, we did all that. How was your Tuesday going? Uh, you're in a nice little heater, you know, as of late. So just, just tell me a little bit about your process lately and how it's been uh, faring for you. Um,
1: You know, really, to, to be honest, it was basically just being made fun of for my contact, contest selection because I was kind of, I wasn't not playing much or not playing at all. I was still playing. I just was kind of doing like three lineups a night with the main big ones for the big prizes. And it was like, why are you doing it like that? And, and, and you know, what really what was happening was I was spending so much time in the final 30 minutes before lock going through like four or five lineups at some points, you know, I was going up to like six lineups a night that I wasn't like able to get the right configurations that I wanted together and especially last minute news and there's a lot this year that broke. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to go to one lineup a night and enter it until like $40, the 20, uh, you know, a lot of more single entry contests because I just don't want to really want to play against like people that max enter like the $4 four check and stuff. So that that's basically the the nucleus of it. Um it's just going down to one lineup and and entering it. Uh yeah, and it's you've, been better yeah, you've and it's building been working. good teams. Yep, nope. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I like i I kind of complained about before and i'll complain about again it's like i get out of work around five i want to go to the gym i i do research at the gym but it's not the same you know i'm then i'm rushing home to try to get everything together before seven and it's like that's just not conducive for making like 10 lineups like some people probably do it's a lot better for making one so i think it's just better for my process and yeah i mean basically i i hausered on monday night and then i shied away from it on tuesday but i you know Right now, I'm sitting on a lineup with Demco. So by the time you listen to this, you'll know if that was good or bad. I'm ready to tilt, but we'll see. <laughs> um, it, but it really, it all started um, Thursday when I missed uh, by getting the three stars of the night by 0.3. Um, yep. Really freaking hurt. Uh, Thanks for Mackenzie right? <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie Wieger at the assistant <laughs> overtime. But I had Bennett, Matthews, Marner, Pasta, like just a bunch of guys above 20. I had what, four guys above 20. Um, just a really freaking good lineup. And, and uh, I think I Lucan in the net and he just did fine. So, yeah, I just really, I, I I think the two things I've been doing lately that I've been working is trying to pick the goalie that I think is going to see a lot of shots in a game that I just either think maybe, you know, there's some sort of an edge on them having a chance to win or, you know, some, some of it's a bit gut, but just taking a goalie is going to see a ton of shots um, and only making one lineup. And that's really all I've been doing.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, certainly if you're in the listener league, which by the way, you know, make sure you're in the discord because Jimmy posts a listener league basically every day. Uh, You will be seeing DJ sort of, you know, taking shit down. Um, But, you know, we'll see about Tuesday, obviously, because uh, McDavid could come swiftly for that Demko take, but a real solid team otherwise. And it's, I mean, I think you're, I'm not going to say your story. It's not like you're, you know, you cured cancer or whatever, but it is something that I think we preach a lot. It's, you know, um, it's really tough to win the 3,000, 4,000 person tournaments. Like you need these stone nuts for the most part. And for a lot of, you know, with, with 30% of it or more going to first place on a nightly basis, like it is very tough to make money in the long run without literally winning. So you can run yourself dry real quick. Um, now, of course, you know, I'm sitting here telling you this and I've had, you know, a pretty bad season uh, personally, like, you know, just after years of really strong ROI. This year's not been a great year for me personally. Um, but, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not i'm not really sure like what the you know what what the lesson there is for me besides just you know keep grinding um good teams will come and all that because i've had some good nights um but really i think when you focus on one team it allows you to sort of play like uh it allows you to treat the season the dfs league as part of the season rather than like you know i feel like oh if i make five lineups i gotta get all the plays i like like it's real tough to do that over time and just make money. So I think I just wanted to start out the, the show just quickly sort of resetting. You know, we do have only a week left of the regular season, but we do have, a, you know, the playoffs. And honestly, the DFS contests do get better the first week of the playoffs. People love the hockey playoffs. Like, even if you're not a hockey fan, uh, people do tune in. That The drafting contests do get slightly larger, um, at least for the first little bit. Uh, and there'll be a lot of games. So it is sort of, you know, worth jumping back in and sort of reassessing, you know, what are you doing? What's working? And I know for me, and obviously like DJ saying, a lot of it does come down to sort of focusing on, and maybe not one team, but focusing on your favorite sort of plays, your favorite lineup build, and not trying to spread yourself too thin. And also your contest selection being, you know, geared towards someone who wants to grind out a profit over time. Like you're obviously having a chance to win the big tournament if you put up a huge score, but you sort of do want, um, you know, so, some more spread out upside, I would say. You know, trade out the 50K wins, the, the 10, 15K wins for the, you know, 300, 400, 500 bucks in a single night because that's how you, you know, build the bankroll over time. Um, so, all that said, we do have nine games ahead of us here on Wednesday night. Uh, So we will not waste any more time and we'll get right into things. So first off we have no back-to-backs because every game on um, Tuesday was a back-to-back already. So we do have some decently rested teams. You know, every team's tired due to COVID season, all that. Um, But leading off, we do have a rematch in Washington at the Rangers. We have Nashville at Columbus, also a rematch. We have Dallas taking on Tampa Bay, Montreal at Ottawa, Anaheim at St. Louis, a rematch from Monday, Vegas, Minnesota, a rematch, Uh, Winnipeg, Calgary, and then Colorado, San Jose, and LA, Arizona, both rematches based on the Monday slate. So a lot of these teams sort of repeating from Monday, one, and then two, um, you know, just a lot of these same matchups. So DJ, any spots you're looking at, anything you learned on Monday that you think you're putting to use here or anything just sort of right off the top?
1: Uh, I think the the one thing that kind of stands out is as of time of recording, there's only two six over unders. Um, that's the Rangers and Capitals game and the Colorado Sharks game. Everything else is a five and a half right now. Um, that that was interesting to me. I, I didn't really, I don't know. So it's you know might lead to a lot of these games. Kind of you can talk yourself into a ton of them. I mean, I think my initial initial leaning is that I'm you know I want to there's a lot of cheap plays that are going to help you to afford the top guys. And I don't foresee myself getting overly cute with it. Um, I think that I'm going to be having a lot of Colorado one. It just, it just is too good of a play to pass up. Um, it did good. It, it did go up very well. It didn't like absolutely break the slate wide open, even though they had a couple goals um, on Monday, but they're still playing all of the minutes, you know, they win in overtime. They come back and get the W McKinnon and Ratton in the 24 minutes. You know, so I think there's enough good plays to where if I make one lineup, which at this point definitely going to happen, McKinnon and Ratnan are going to find their way into it. That's really the the one thing I wanted to get to off the top. Um, And then from there, I'm going to be kind of spreading the wealth. So if we go position by position, we're going to find those cheap plays to help me afford that. Anything
0: else you wanted to mention? I mean, did you say cheap plays? Because Tom Wilson's sitting here waiting for you. Um, Okay, well, we're going to get to them. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we're not going to – if you literally –
1: exist online you saw a million takes on tom wilson and we have nothing more to add or offer we kind of talked about before the podcast it was like you you couldn't have even if you had like all of the rangers and like all of those things and you're like your notifications you could not have dunked on people as fast as 900 people did so sure whatever you want to say about it um that's your take and you could enjoy it and have fun with it and i whatever like he's gonna play and i'm gonna gamble i guess my i'm just gonna keep moving on like I have no say in this game.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I will segue that because I do think sort of one of the main takeaways for me, uh, was this Washington situation from Monday. Um, the expected goals have been real good for Washington for a while now. Like they're they're playing really well, um, and frankly, you know, Ovi tried to play, didn't didn't work. He reaggravated something that destroyed me on monday night like you know i i had a lot of ov because i thought like if he was ready like you know he was good and he's gonna stand in his office and score or whatever didn't work but there was a lot to take away from that game that i did really like uh, namely you know tom wilson will be on the top power play of course i'm not sure that's a surprise but basically almost right away daniel Sprong actually flip-flops onto the top line with Baxter and the Those three guys should be with Tom Wilson and John Carlson on the top unit on Wednesday. And my God, I am really in on that stack. Uh, Daniel Sprong is just, he's crushing. You know, I'm very happy to see him do this because he's been one of my favorite players in the league. You know, just like the under the radar type guys. And to see him sort of step into the spotlight and actually, you know, really, really smash. um, It's been great. So the Washington situation, I think, is a real interesting one. We obviously have some ramifications from the Panarin injury as well that yeah. we can discuss Tom give Tom is value. fighting
1: someone. Like, that, Tom yes, is missing yes, five definitely. minutes in the first period, so just cross him out for above 20 minutes on the night. I mean, <laughs> he could yeah. still be a great play, and, and you know, he's going to be just as fired up. He's going into battle, and he yeah. knows it. So um, I love this game. Like I could even see myself game-stacking it. Uh, but, Matt, do, I mean, I guess we'll start with this, the quick – on this game, you had a, a couple of notes on the Rangers with obviously with Panarin being out, so we should probably cover that right at the start.
0: Yeah, I mean, with no Panarin, it does seem like they are going to go with either Krasnov or Blackwell on the top line. We didn't get confirmation from practice on uh, on Wednesday, but or Tuesday, but they did sort of dress in jerseys that made it look like uh, Zabinish and would stay together, and then basically stepping in where Panarin was on Monday would be one of the two um hopefully we get more clarity in the morning but that does leave us with a second line of Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kako and um there is reason to believe that both Lafreniere and Kako will be on the top power play so that's what we saw when um when Panarin got hurt we don't really know what the situation was with Bushnevich obviously that was such a cluster um piecing apart the shift logs is real tough because we don't know if you know uh, Bushnevich got like quiet roomed or whatever um but you know, uh, Pucinavich hasn't been on the power play one, basically all season. So if Kreider remains out, we could see the, you know, obviously the top line have an obvious value spot, but also that second line of Kako and Lafreniere could also get some top power play. So um, I thought that was worth noting right off the bat as well. Of course, there's other values and other news to, to discuss, but I don't think there's anything quite as critical to the slate as that game, just because of the projected pace, you know, the, the, uh the high publicity nature of that game obviously because everyone knows what happened now um so I, I just sort of wanted to cover that game off the top and then we'll get to some other stuff as we go through the positions so starting at the top we have McKinnon 9200 uh something that we didn't mention uh, i i guess we didn't really podcast about Colorado recently but <laughs> McKinnon had gone what 260 games with a shot on goal before he got held off the board <laughs> on yeah. uh saturday or sunday right. like what an incredible streak i mean obviously yeah, that's he followed crazy. it up with back-to-back nine and shot on goal games yeah. he's a great play but i just wanted to you know, I,
1: jam- I jammed him in of course too yeah I, in the in the late slate like it's crazy I, I ended up being able to afford him and mcdavid and dry cycle which was just a mm-hmm. ton of fun um but yeah no he is just the obvious play here um I'm penciling him in right now. Obviously things do change and you never know Colorado is, you know, kind of coming up on uh, what's there left to play for before the playoffs. And I I really do think that some of these teams will be benching guys here or there. Um, Colorado makes a ton of sense here to end up benching someone. They did say that they would be starting at some point, Alex Newhook, the rookie Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the year here. I mean, I don't know if it's here.
0: I he's, don't not know when even, it'll be. he's not even on the slate, which sucks. But um, oh, are
1: you kidding me? I was just looking because it yeah. says, yeah, nope, not on the slate. So, yeah, I mean, there is the, the obvious inherent mention of getting in the Discord here because we'll be all over that. So if you are playing and you're playing McKinnon or any of these guys in Colorado, make sure you're checking. 9.30 start time, Eastern time there. So yep. um, I, but I could definitely see them end up, you know, taking a guy out. Um, once there's literally nothing left to do. And I'm, they, they got to be close at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, they've clinched and it's, you know, it's down to seating for them and, you know, who, who the hell knows um, what they're actually going to want to do. Working. But we are at the point of the season where, yeah, things like that could change um, yeah, pretty quickly. So. Yeah,
1: I, guess, I mean, I guess, you know, minutes there have a All game right. at hand, Minnesota's down two and they're down two to Vegas. So they got something to play for here. I, I, it might not be tonight. Anyways, though, other guys in this top range, Um Are you because Winnipeg has been a dumpster fire as of late? uh, But they're rolling out that top line for all of all the money. I mean, last game they lose two to one to Ottawa. The four forwards with under 10 minutes, so guys like Shifley Wheeling and Connor played 24. Are you considering it here against Calgary, a team that's definitely given up a lot against?
0: I mean, Winnipeg is a team that always sort of just breaks the expected goals, like they are terrible at generating them um Calgary is actually sort of the inverse they're they're great at limiting them but they just um I mean they've had some good goaltending as the plate. but you know the, earlier on it was just like yeah I mean, this team's just giving up left and right for me I just sort of trust the idea that like one I just I, I don't think there's a necessarily a reason to play two like absolute top tier centers like there's not a Matthews yeah. or whatever like I like Zibinajad fine and he might make the cut but I'm not paying New yards 7,300 for Mark Scheifele. He just is not the sort of rate shooter that I want personally at that sort of price. Um, There is value to make it work if you want to go the full line stack, but without Nick Ellers, like this team is just different. Um, You know, Ellers does so much at five on five and I'm just not comfortable, you know, rostering a team only for their power play. (laughs) Like Um, and that's basically what Winnipeg is for me so I'm out on it but you know I I get the reasoning it is sort of interesting going down a bit cheaper because um, Braden Point obviously you know picked his game up a little bit uh, coming into the weekend and then got held off the score sheet against Detroit There's reason to suspect he bounces back but Ryan O'Reilly I mean he's got a plum matchup with Anaheim. Bryce Lindholm has been an absolute heater Uh, I guess actually he got held to zero last game because you know why not like go NHL um and then Kopitar Backstrom Rupe Hints, 6k with Tyler Stegen back like mm, like there's just a lot that I think is enticing to me but I'm not sure there's anywhere I'm pulling the trigger any of those like 6k guys sort of stand out to you um while I sort of you know imagine uh, Tyler Stegen and Rupe Hints together at some point which I think is coming God, you know, I mean,
1: I think as you mentioned, you can make a case behind a lot of them. Um, I think that the one that makes me kind of perk up the most is O'Reilly because I think Anaheim is absolute dust. Uh, there's, you know, there's reason to believe that the Zegras line is is worth some maybe small consideration, but I just kind of see St. Louis running this game and, you know, they're just a couple of wins away from clinching a playoff spot. So, you know, they'll be getting the top guys out there. They, you know, it's a rematch three to one win from Monday for St. Louis Uh, that O'Reilly lined with um, Perron and Shen. You didn't have an egregious amount of minutes, but all at 18, all correlated, um, but not all on the power play. Right. Or wait a minute. No, no. Shen, was, Shen, not, Shen yeah. was not. It was Perron and O'Reilly on the first part, but it Was Falk. Falk went... Yeah. Did Falk go nuclear? Why do I play like Falkland nuclear? Yes,
0: Falk smashed. Um, yeah. Because they're they're without you know they're without some defensemen there in St. Louis. So number yeah, twenty
1: three. So yeah, that's this that the stack you'd probably take there. Um yep. And I think it makes a lot of sense because I just really, really, really do not trust Anaheim to do anything. Nope. But I think the game is boring <laughs> enough that I could might talk myself out of it, but. It's definitely there for the taking. Um, Track just totally logged me out for some reason. So I'm trying to pull this late up again. So I'll <laughs> let you do, I no idea. Maybe, maybe they decided you have been doing too well lately. They just gotta yeah. get me off.
0: Right. I literally um,
1: clicked on, I literally clicked, tried to click on a player profile and just log in. I'm like, what?
0: Right. So, all right. So as we go down the list here, we, we do have, um, you know, this 5k range doesn't quite jump out to me the same way. Some of these guys, you know, slightly more expensive do. Um, Nazim Kadri just hasn't really been the same player since I mean for a while now but he got pulled off the top power play in Colorado and it's not like he's been priced way down to account for that so I'm pretty out on him um, one name that I think does sort of stand out on the other end of that matchup though is Tomas Hurdle like I mean he's got four four out of his last five games he's had multiple points in um, he's he's a good shot generator he's certainly not elite and he's been priced up slightly to fifty six hundred, but I think that's a real fair price for him. Like what Colorado is just going, I mean they just push the tempo so freaking much, and Hurdle is, I mean he's just a really good player. So I think he's a bit too cheap for, um, for the slate, particularly given the names around him. So Hurdle definitely stands out to me, and then the other guy is Josh Norris on Ottawa. But any yeah. thoughts on anyone else before I get into some Ottawa related shenanigans?
1: I mean, definitely could see the angle on Montreal. Um, you know, I, I it, they're playing Ottawa. Ottawa's going to be out without Shabbat, uh, right? Definite? Definite. Definitely. He's,
0: he's shut down for the year,
1: I think. I thought so. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're looking at Montreal, and it was a pretty high concentration of minutes with Toffoli, Suzuki, Anderson, and Deneau, um all seeing over 20. Armia just at 19 there. But those guys really ran the ship for them. Um so I, I could talk myself into the, the Suzuki or know Suzuki's a supremely talented player, but he just doesn't have unreal shot numbers. Hasn't really all year. Like his chance of getting the shot bonus, I don't know if he's done it. He, maybe once. So you're really going to need the three assist night like he had yeah, um, you're, against you're, Toronto. But against Ottawa, without their best defenseman, it's certainly in play. I if, think if you're stacking Montreal in a lineup, that that's not a bad call.
0: Yeah. If you are playing Suzuki or playing him with Tyler defoley who is on a yeah. scorching pace right now, he's got, right. um, he's got what? Seven goals in his last eight games, uh, a goal in each of those seven games. So third like
1: third in the league. He's the third in the league. I'm pretty sure. Fourth, maybe he's the third yeah. or fourth in the entire league is scoring. Like it's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um. So I, you know, I, I like that just fine. I, I think when I'm, you know, when I see these like dastardly expected goals numbers, like I'm, you know, for both Montreal and Ottawa, like it's a really low tempo game in that regard. I think I'm leaning slightly more toward Ottawa just because they're slightly more, um, uh, like, uh, what's the damn word? Consolidation of their, you know, of their minutes of the production. It's it's all the Norris, Batherson, Kachuk line. Uh, with no Jabat, we get a clear value in Brandstrom, and you know, I loved getting some. Uh, Romanov at 2.6. You know, he only played 13 minutes last game, though. He obviously sort of lost his top pairing job um, in the absence of Shea Weber. So I'm not really interested in going back to that well. We also don't know what the status of Shea Weber is here. So um, I, I think really what I'll just do is I will play Brandstrom. As my cheap defenseman, and then you know get guys like Josh Norris and Brady Kachuk and just sort of say like, look, this power play is actually looking pretty good as of late. You know, we know that these guys are good producers. Yeah, they're a bit expensive, but the brandstrom value makes up for it. So that's sort of why I really like Norris in this range. Um, anyone else like as we go down the list at center, sort of like you know puntish cheap guys that you think uh, make for either solid one-off plays or other sort of stacking considerations.
1: I mean, certainly <laughs> there's, I think there's a lot actually that I, I, like I'm going to be putting into the, you into said the... yes.
0: All right, let's just move on. Wait, okay. Are really?
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I will be considering Zgris. Um, That's probably my first and foremost, I think that there's enough of a floor there at this point, that even at 3,700, he's in play for me. I'm not sure if that's exactly where I'm going to land. Um, I mean, there's, there's a part of me that wants to play by field. There's definitely a part of me there. His role has kind of fallen off, but I just, I really love the idea of him as, as a player as a, as a profile and prospect to take over in this league and have a lot of success. Um, wasn't there, is this where the
0: Columbus guy is? No? No. No, he's at wing. I mean, he's at wing. How dare you forget the name of Benstrom? But yeah, just uh, like one, one more yeah, name Benstrom. is Jack. Well, I didn't want to because, you know, we're, we're not trying to step on any toes or anything, but uh, Benstrom put up a hat trick against you know, this same Nashville team uh last time out and Russell Fitcher is the center. And interestingly enough, we saw the Benstrom uh we saw a power play goal with that first power play unit. So he basically replaced Bjorkstrand. Um and yeah, I mean look, I love Bjorkstrand like, you know, no other, but benstrom is also a guy who last year we were hyping him up as like this really strong shot generator. Um, basically, he was sort of the Kubelik or Olofsson of the uh, Swedish league. I'm pretty sure it was like just a ton of shots overseas and then came to Columbus and had a real strong shot rate. The minutes were never there. But you guy, you know, you give a guy a hat trick, you give him a matchup with the national team that gives up shots like, you know, they're, they're going out of style. Like, I mean he could easily hit the bonus again. He's playing with Rossovich at five on five and I project him to be on the power play as well, based on, you know, the power play goal he scored with that top unit. So Rossovich and Benstrom, I really like that. That's real sneaky. I, I think, you know, I don't think many optimizers will pick up on that. So Rossovich I think is a great name here, um, you know, yeah. to, to go along with Benstrom.
1: So yeah, I, I you know, I'm, the more I'm looking at it, just kind of rolling through again, I think you got the right guy. Yeah. Um, I, unless if there's something crazy from the Rangers, I I think Zegres, but Barzeller too. um, He had 19 minutes, four shots on goal. Like he's, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing, um, (laughs) but it looked like he played with Wilson and Sherry Sherry.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they only had 10 forwards. So they were really, you know, they were really mixing things up uh, after the top zone. So that that was the other
1: one I wanted to get to. I I think more of the value is going to be at wing for me.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if the news and all the news we talked about, uh, we mentioned that Kuznetsov was uh, put on the COVID list, you know, after being a healthy scratch uh, for, you know, whatever his misdeeds. Obviously, he did something that put him at risk. So now he's on the COVID list. And yeah, Lars Eller gets the obvious upgrade from that. He actually didn't play the top power play, which you might have yeah, intuited. I kind of thought luck. he would, um, which is the only reason that Lars Eller isn't like a lock for me. Um, but well, Lars Eller is didn't a good
1: score. Right, so, he, mean, he's a good player. Um, they change it. Like, I mean, he, he was on there before, and so I, I was surprised as well. So you never know for sure. I yep. I, I wouldn't right. completely cancel him out just because he didn't play in the top power yeah. play. Yeah, so,
0: so there's there's a lot of centers. You know, McKinnon at the top. Obviously, you're probably only picking, you know, one or two guys after McKinnon. So we can just move on over. Uh, there's a lot more punt-type plays at wing and defense, you know, the literal, like, 2K, 3K range. Um, so starting at the top, we do have Rantanen. And then a bunch of question marks. I mean, we, we sort of have Ovechkin, who we are guessing is out. Um, you know, I, there's just no sense at this point to bring him back before the playoffs if it's something this serious, which obviously sucks. Um, then we have Pacharetti, who uh, missed on Monday yet again. Uh, he left on, I believe it was Saturday, missed on Monday. So, you know, he's probably out for Vegas. That leaves us with Rantanen and then Landeskog. And Brady Kachuk, Kyle Connor, Tyler Toffoli, Mark Stone, Perron, Forsberg, like a lot of okay names, but you know, not really anyone who stands out like head and shoulders above the rest, you know, for their price. So what do you think you're going to be doing at the top? Do you think you will find the salary to get Rantanen and McKinnon in, you know, most of your lineups? I mean,
1: that's what dreams are made of for sure. Um, it's what I want. It. It's gonna be very, very difficult, obviously. I was actually trying to look like if it was even possible to get them with Suzuki and Toffoli, just something that I was just kind of looking at as like a minorly upper tier, mid tier type of play. Yeah, it's real, real tough. I don't even think it's gonna work unless if we get like a min salary guy. So I want to have McKinnon Rantanen. I think I'm gonna try to force it in any way possible after that, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, Ovechkin is going to be out almost indefinitely. Um, Pacioretty didn't play last game. It's seeming like it's day-to-day, so we just got to keep an eye on it um, against Minnesota here. And, and, you know, a game that I don't think anyone expected to go for, what, it went for 11? Uh, 11. 11. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but again, I mean, if you look at that game, Stone at 24 minutes, and they're really rolling the top guys. Like we, we, I kind of mentioned, I was like, oh, these teams do have a lot to play for. But Minnesota's and all these three teams are kind of fighting not to play each other. Um, like Vegas, it's kind of the same thing as the Carolina, Tampa, Florida. It's Vegas, Minnesota, and um, Colorado. So they all, they're all they all fighting to not play each other. So if he's back, he's in play. But, you know, I think there's a narrative of just not taking Randon and playing Landis Cog. I would love to have all three that that makes it really nearly impossible to build a lineup that I feel good about, unless if you're taking an Anaheim stack and just praying um, yep. that that's basically where I'm at with that. And then I, you know, I think it gets a lot easier after seven K. So I'm, I mean, obviously Panarin's out, Samkos is out. Kyler Connor is stacking only. I'd say I, I just wouldn't play him solo. Like you're just playing that power play with Pionk at least, and probably Shifley and praying that they get it back on track, which they have not done lately. They have, Really found ways to lose in bunches. So, um, yeah, yeah, they gave
0: up a shorty to Connor Brown instead of scoring on the power play. So you could say it's yeah. tough scenes uh, in Winnipeg right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I only, much... it's great.
1: There's only like there's only five options above seven K, right? One, two, three, <laughs> that's Four, but right. four that are four that are definitely going to play at this point, and then one that's a maybe. So yep. makes it a little bit easier.
0: If you uh, if you liked my hurdle discussion from before, you'll like Evander Kane. He's you know a real good value. Uh, you know, just simply he's too cheap. The sort of player he is at 6,200. Now Colorado does limit shots against and all that, um, but, you know, take the value and you can get it. You can obviously correlate it with hurdle and you can correlate it with Barabanov, who is 3,100. He's been playing top power play top line with those guys. So, um, you know, he's not a big name prospect or anything, but I think you can absolutely play Barabanov with those guys and feel just perfectly fine. Um, definitely something I'm considering more on the later slates than the main slate. Uh, Barabanov could be a one-off type play, you know, to fit in McKinnon and some other studs do, do like that idea. But Evander Kane is sort of my favorite guy here. Um, another name that might get lost in the shuffle is Kevin Fiala. He's been playing just unbelievable as of late, uh, six goals in his last eight games. So, you know, uh, he's, he's making a push to try and overtake Kaprizov. Unfortunately for me, he's four goals behind. Um, I placed a preseason wager that he would lead the team in goal scoring because you know who the hell knew Kaprizov would shoot 17% in his first NHL season. I certainly didn't. Um, so you know that's something that, um, you know Fiala's has definitely shown up as of late, and he's kind of cheap, especially if Vegas is without key contributors. Um, I, I do like him. He's just kind of like good value. Um. Until further notice, I don't think we're playing like guys like Tyler Sagan or Bouchnevich, despite their sort of, you know, pre- sort of historical strength. Um, I did love to see Sagan score a goal, but you know, this Tampa team, I'm, <laughs> I don't trust Dallas too much. They really suffered a deflating OT loss on, uh, you know, against Florida, so their their season sort of hanging in the brink, and I'm not willing to pay six K for a guy in Sagan who. Uh, wasn't on the top power player top line yet. So that could change, but I, I think he's more of the hype could sort of, you know, be be overbearing uh, of sorts because anyway, um any anyone in like the 5K range that you are looking at here?
1: <clears throat> Honestly, I, I there's a couple guys I, I think are at least worth mentioning, but it is kind of you've already kind of mentioned a couple of the guys that we're normally super in on that we might be out on here. Um you know, like I mentioned, I, I'm pretty in on Montreal. So there's a few different guys like Josh Anderson that I'm trying to see if maybe I can make work in some capacity. He last game was on the second power play unit, which does hurt in the subside a little bit. Um, I guess that Romanoff, who only saw 14 minutes, would be like a pairing yeah. mate there to make it some sort of a cheap correlation against Ottawa that isn't terrible. Uh, five on five, he's with Denno and Kakanyemi. Kakanyemi just correlate in the power play. no played 22 minutes, no power play time. So it's a guy that I really like as a play individually. Um, <clears throat> other than that, you know, it's Matt. The Chuck is, is, is a, a kind of like your, your minimum price that you're ever probably going to see him at? We've seen him around here this year. Uh, goal scoring hasn't come in bunches for him, which is, you know, another reason why this team is not figured it out. He doesn't have any goals in his last 10, uh, but he's, a he's a really good rate shooter and Winnipeg has given up quite a bit against defensively. So, I could, again, talk myself into like a small Calgary stack because it's super cheap, as we mentioned every podcast lately. Um, Then, you know, I think I'm kind of getting below the 5k range. Uh, Tom Wilson is is the other guy here, as you mentioned, that makes sense, Um, but I'm probably not super high on it. Um, I'd rather just take Mantha, 100 cheaper, but then that's kind of getting us below the uh, 5K range, yeah, so no, I, was doing what I missed?
0: I was only going to mention Batherson just because you've already mentioned his two other line mates, and, uh, you know, so I, I like that. Again, Brandstrom's there, so any mini stack of Ottawa that you make with Brandstrom is just, you know, um, solid value as a result of him being sort of pushed into that greater role with the loss of Thomas Shabbat, um, and then, like you, I was going down to the Mantha Range. Basically, um, it's funny because you know he came over from Detroit, and I believe he scored in four or five straight games. And basically, he averaged shade under three shots per game in that stretch. But he was just scoring every game, so it was like you know, oh my God, he's a smash. Well, you know what he's done for the last six games when he hasn't scored a goal? He's averaging just a shade under three shots per game. Um, you're basically a couple good bounces away from a five-shot, you know, a multi-point type game. He's on the top line, top power play, like we just discussed, you know, with all these losses in Washington's forward ranks. So I like Mantha a whole heck of a lot. I'm hoping that people stay off of it because, you know, just that the game logs aren't there for him. Um, but the role is great. And I think that he's sort of like one of the pound for pound best plays uh, in this entire stretch. Um, what are you doing with Arizona? So I know you were on them in the late slate last time out. They do have some key contributors like castle and bunting. Um, But with so much of the offense coming through chicken lately, like, are you sort of looking to target this LA team at all? Like, how are you trying to do that? Are you doing going to do that wing at all?
1: I mean, what I did last time out, which early on was looking like the smash play was I played Dvorak um, with um, (laughs) OEL, which early on, like I said, was just like, that's the play. Dvorak scores early. Um, OEL. I don't quite think hit the shots bonus. Um, but he, yeah, what you he
0: did he, it? he had, he, oh my he, God, he has oh 10 he shots over his last two games. Yeah. He went up a few hundred more dollars. Of course. Though, but I mean, he uh, been, yeah, he, leave it to DJ to fix Oliver Ekman Larson people like, oh my God, like, how did yeah, How does yeah. this man do it? I don't know.
1: I mean, I, like, all I have to say is I was so <laughs> in on Chickering. Like I, I can't even like, I feel like if you've been listening to us for a while, like This year, especially, though, I was just drooling over Chikram when he was cheap, and now he's a god. So I think maybe I'm just the Arizona defenseman whisperer. Um, But, yeah, I I played a little bit of OEL there. Just uh, really, I just saw that second power play unit, like, it doesn't seem like it's such an – like, why is Golagoski on the first unit? Like, that's that's question one we have to ask ourselves. That's where we have to get started. He's Um,
0: he's trained at passing the puck to Chikram, which is their entire offense.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, but, yeah, I think if you're playing Arizona, it – really just comes down to the power plays because I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but they seem to correlate real well five on five. Um, yeah. Well, I guess they, Garland's they, kind of standalone there with Larsen and Kessel, but um bunting.
0: Yeah. They, they had Sari, to throw things into a bit of disarray because Schmaltz was a late scratch. Yeah. Late scratch.
1: Um, right. So it kind of looks like a mess, but yeah. I, I guess the way I'm looking at it is if you need a cheap stack, Dvorak, if he is still with Fitcher and OEL is like, Probably as low as you can go in a decently decent to good matchup, um, with power play correlation. Uh, Fisher has been a rate shooter in the past, kind of a guy that is like like your seven goal two assist player. and he's, he's not the best rate shooter, but his shooting percentage on the his career is gonna be super high. Yeah. Um. But he's he's a fine play. He saw like twenty minutes against yeah, I Vegas mean, on the first, and then fifteen exactly. So like yep. That super cheap little correlation might be what you need. Um. To get that top Colorado stack in, which is kind of what I did last time when I played McDavid, Trifol, and McKinnon on the late slate. So I was like, oh, this is what I need Um. Yeah, that's me talking myself through Arizona basically.
0: Nope, I was hoping you would do that because I do think that they are a good source of value. I was hoping you'd touch on the Christian Fisher take because you know he's 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 not a guy who's going to pop up in a lot of minds, and of course he's not going to be a guy that you know he's he's not going to be Daniel Sprung where I'm sitting there at seven o'clock and I'm like, oh my god, I just played eight out of nine lineups with Christian Fisher. Like, no, that's not happening. But he is a guy who I think if you're playing you know multiple studs in a lineup, um, you should feel real good about. clicking him in because he's one of the most likely guys to score a goal in the punt range at wing um certainly other arizona names to keep in mind as well but Dvorak fisher i do like that um do like that thought so um dj thank you for sort of accomplishing 4400
1: <laughs> oh yeah are you no. kidding me like getting 4200 i just it, it's nuts it's i gotta nuts. call um,
0: it. i'm let's, calling let's the just, king let's just recap a couple of uh a couple of other cheap wing plays. We've already talked about Sprong endlessly. He's 3,600, just an amazing value. Um, even before he was on the top power play, just given the minutes he has to play now, um, You know, now that he is on the top power play, like, woo boy, um, he is a guy that I will be pretty much locking in myself. Um, he's got the really strong historical stats. He's got the strong performance as of late. And yeah, there's just no reason that I won't be Barabanov, of course, 3100 great option as well. Um, and then we have the the, the Rangers guys. Kako's actually much cheaper than Lafreniere. So I guess that's sort of the tiebreaker for me. Like neither one has been all that great on the season. So like I'm just sort of letting the pricing sort of dictate that. I'm picking a guy who we project to be on the top power play. Then we have Benstrom, 2600 you know, uh, certainly chasing those points yeah. as well. So those are the four guys that I'm going to be mixing and matching. Anyone else that you wanted to sort of throw in the mix?
1: No, I think I think okay. we mentioned the main ones in all Fisher. Right. That like those yeah. are the guys. I yep. Kako too was the other one that I think we already kind of alluded to. Maybe being first power play and Lafreniere. Yeah. So um, that probably gets to him. And, and maybe even Kratzoff, uh, depending on what the role ends up being. He actually has been a decent rate shooter in the past few games, and we'll um, get going. So all right, yeah, we can move on over to defense, which. I'll just start it off, I guess. We got Chikrin at the top, Yossi, Makar, Hedman, Fox, Carlson, Theodore, Petrangelo, and uh, Seth Jones, kind of the top, top guys. Roman Yossi and Chikrin went nuclear. Um, Yossi hit both bonuses and had two goals against Columbus. So I think if you're playing any Nashville, he's just an obvious play with them. Um, Chikrin had nine shots on goal and a goal. Again, if it's you're nuts. playing Arizona, it's, it's real hard not to play it. But playing it is going to mean you're going to have to make sacrifices and sacrifices mean one of the colorado one uh guys if not two so i mean i really think on this slate if are you playing colorado one well okay you probably have to go cheaper at defense are you not playing colorado one i think this top guys on defense are an extremely good play um and yossi like you could just build around them a little bit and you know but not you don't have to go crazy like um yeah that's basically where i was going with that
0: um, nope. 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 I, <laughs> uh Yeah, it is tough to get up to this, you know, upper tier of defensemen. But of course, you know, you know, everyone knows that they're, they're certainly in positions to put up, you know, 30 points uh, on any given night, and no one's really surprised and you don't even need to stack these guys like that, you know, that's what these minutes hogs sort of do. Um, I'm sort of, you know, I would be afraid to play Kale McCarr for instance, as a one-off just because of, you know, how much he's going to play with McKinnon and how much his success is reliant on that power play. Um, but for the most part, I mean, most of these guys can be deployed on their own. They can be stacked, you know, just treat them however you want. If I had to pick one, I'm probably just going to, you know, end up going with John Carlson because I will have other Washington pieces. Um... But for the most part, I think we're okay to spend in the mid tier or spend down on defense. Um, even a you know long time guy Brent Burns, uh, not long time guy, but last week or so he's been like 5K. Um, so I've been clicking his name in a bit, but he's 6K now. Like I'm probably just staying away from that. Um, you could talk me into Petrie
1: too. I mean, I, again, like i I really do like Montreal in this matchup. So I think if you're playing that top line in Montreal. Um, with Defoli and Suzuki and Armia, They're all yep, on the power play uh, with Petrie. So I think if you are doing that and you know, kind of hoping they can torch a still bad Ottawa team. Um, still bad Ottawa. Yes. He, he could be the guy that is probably, I mean, what's his ownership going to be on this nine-game slate? Like super freaking low, I'm guessing, against yeah. a I would say arguably the worst team against yeah, defensemen no, around. I mean, DraftKings says they are, but like I know they actually are, <laughs> yeah. like they do give up a lot of defensemen and they do they, shoot a lot. So yeah.
0: Petri, Brady Kachuk's going to take eight shots in the Petrie shin guards for sure. Right. Um, that,
1: that's what I'm saying. So like, that's kind of like my angle on them. Like if Weber,
0: hit two points. Yep, if Weber misses, he's also played 24 and 27 minutes in the two games that Weber missed his seasonal average is right around the 22 mark. So uh, you are getting a material increase in minutes as well. Uh, another name who really stood out on the previous slate was Justin Falk. Um, you know, he's got a great matchup with Anaheim. He will get onto the top power play, um, assuming that Tori Krug does not return. So he's a guy who, you know, offers a lot of value at 5,400, gets you some exposure to a pretty good spot, you know, in St. Louis, but also it's just a good stacking mate because, um, you know, nor Tory Krug, no Vince Dunn means that their power play is going to, you know have him on the top unit, basically. So, like that thought as well. Uh, Anyone, as we get cheaper, you know, stand out to... You mentioned Miro Heiskanen. It's funny because, you know, just a couple weeks ago, he was like the guy. Like, oh my God, look, he's getting all these points. He's taking all these shots. He's blocking all these shots. Um, He's not doing that anymore. (laughs) Still shooting a touch, but the points aren't there. Um, What are you doing? You chasing that? You know, anyone else in his price range you prefer better or you know, you're just sort of going with it. Uh,
1: I don't really love the game overall. Um, All right, cool. From, like, um, like, I just don't like that game. No, so I'm yeah, not, not going to touch, touch it. It's a good price. But.
0: We do not need to expand too much more on that. Um, we'll yeah. just toss my hat in the ring for Rasmus Anderson. He's been, I mean, he's just 3,400. He's so cheap. Um, he's been getting a couple of looks on the top power play for Calgary. So, You know, I'm not sure that'll happen, but he's almost locked into a second uh, power play job and he's playing 20 plus minutes a night. So the price there does make sense for him. Um, And then otherwise, you know, we already mentioned Brandstrom. He's great. Uh, Any anyone else? that you just want do some top stacks, guarantee goals and get on out of here? Dip two
1: quick guys. Um, I, I alluded to it. I want to make sure it gets across. Winnipeg's first power play, Neil Pionk, and he has eight shots on goal in the past two games. So he's been, you know, just one shot off from being a smash play. Um, and playing against Calgary, if you do that, the like key's, I think, a really good option. And then um, did you say who's starting in Ottawa's defense for the power play?
0: Branstrom, yeah.
1: Branstrom, you say it, right? Um, yeah, other I, than I, that, Drysdale missed. Shattenkirk Kirk got that um, top power play with the Terry um, Zgris come line. And I have one more guy. Where is uh, he? We Mario Ferraro?
0: We I bet, I bet it's Mario Ferraro.
1: I mean, it wasn't, but he is a good play. Oh my God. Who was it? No, it's going to bother me. Um. Oh no, but I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, last time out, I think a lot of people jumped on Romanoff with all the minutes. He ends up not getting the minutes against Toronto. That's you right. Know, yep. I, you know, you couldn't tell me, couldn't really give me a huge reason why. So I don't know, whatever. I, I still think he could be a fine play um, with that second power play unit. You know, I, again, it just kind of seems like he just wasn't favored in that matchup. But I could talk myself back into it for sure. Maybe they were just trying to shut down Toronto as much as possible, but it didn't. I don't know. They they had to come back and win. I
0: don't. I don't get it. Okay.
1: That yeah. Was all.
0: Um. Yeah. I definitely preferred the other names I mentioned to Romanov, yeah, me which is sad just, because Romanov has some great rate stats. Um, it pisses but, me off. Yeah. 13 no, minutes. You I want, want to it. see that. So top right. stacks guaranteed goals. Um, Let's just
1: avoid Colorado one. That's
0: that just, that makes just, perfect that sense just, to me.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, like I said, I'm going to have Colorado one, so I've got to get cheaper. The two stacks, I'll just mention two cheaper ones and then i let you kind of do some upper price ones. I think that uh, one way of, uh, of getting Columbus with Brandstrom is going to be super easy. Brandstrom, Rostovich, first power play. It, it makes the most sense to go with uh, a guy like,
0: uh, Benstrom, DJ. you're talking about Benstrom, Benstrom, Benstrom. but it is the strum lineups because of course you know Branstrom is great too, Brandstrom? but we're talking about yes. Benstrom yes. did I say Branstrom I did you did night. you did it's okay Benstrom. I just wanted to make sure the, the you know the, the wise listener was aware of yeah. you know right.
1: right um the other guy that played on that unit was Grigorenko and I think if you could talk me into Fisher you could talk me into Grigorenko <laughs> um three shots on goal 16 minutes power play two had the assist um you know, it's super duper cheap to get him and Bemstrom. <laughs> love it. And uh, yeah, that's basically all I had to say about that. Yep.
0: Nope. Uh, I certainly love that. And then did you have a second one? Do you want me to go?
1: I'll let you go first.
0: Okay. Um, so for my first one, I will take the Ottawa top line. Um, you know, Brandstrom, Bemstrom, doesn't matter. You just play them both. You jam in the Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, um, you can play Bathurst into two. Why not? Um, but, you know, I, I think that that's a great value line. I think they have a lot of upside. And unlike DJ, I think I'm staying away from the Montreal side, and I'm going in on the Ottawa side here. That's fair.
1: Um, you know, I think we we touched on Arizona a good bit, and the one thing I didn't get to is, you know, I think we mentioned Connor Garland's back though. He had 22 minutes. I was I don't, I really wanted to play him, but I was a little bit worried he wouldn't get the minutes. Um, I saw he was with Larson to to go out there, and I was a good boy, he might be getting some of the the you know dumpster uh you know minutes here and he goes out first power play with chikrin like i love those two together i you know i'm gonna i'd like to see what exactly they do at five on five i you know obviously if schmaltz is out we might get something different so i think that garland and chikrin even though it's not super cheap it's not breaking the bank um, i mean and you could throw kessel with it you really could it's not terrible
0: before Yep. Just one thing there before Garland went out, he was a 6K six K 6,200 player. Yeah. Uh, now that he's back, he's 4,900 in a matchup with LA um, like Ch- you know, chicken's gone up, but Garland's gone down. So in aggregate, yeah, you're still fair. getting a pretty good value. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, my second stack, I will go with the Washington top line. I don't think I need to play backstrom though. I'll consider it. Um, but you know, Manta Sprong, like those two guys, I think have, you know, goals waiting to happen. Um, Of course, this is presupposing that Sprong does stay on the top line. I have no idea why he wouldn't. He looked so freaking good. Um, But, yeah, I really like Washington. And I think a lot of my success will be tied to those guys on Wednesday evening.
1: All right. With all that being said, guaranteed goals. I think we've actually been pretty hot on these um, as of late. I don't even remember them. Did you jam? I think you jammed Reinhardt last time. Oh, that's right. I did. did. um, That that hit for sure. Yeah. Yeah uh, NHL, just phenom, um, Sam right now. So, you know, all, with, I'm going to let you go first because I feel like I've gone first on everything. So I'll let you take it.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, my, my first guarantee goal will be Evander Kane at $6,200. Um, uh, just you know, such a good rate shooter. Um, I don't really care about the matchup. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you do care, he does have three goals against them this season. I don't know how many players actually have that many goals against them this season. Probably not that many, um so you know give me a vander
1: okay vander kane it's a it's a real sharp take there um oh boy let me just really quickly pull this up um fuck, I, I mean mckinnon's of course popping that's not not going to be the take i don't think i could afford anyone else right I mean, that's nope. yikes nope 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 nope
0: um what
1: is Vegas going to do? Is Potts ready going to play? That's the first question. I'm not going to take it. Patches
0: probably won't play without him. They did go to Marchiso on the top. That's, right, that, the yeah, that's March, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I
1: feel okay. like they've been called out Marchiso in a while. I'm 5,800 for it. Yeah, Marchiso. He's actually been a really good rate shooter as of late. Actually, freaking riding three goals streak too.
0: Five goals uh, in five chasing, games, baby.
1: Yep. yep. Give it to him. Why not? Stay hot.
0: Okay. Uh. So, I guess we're sort of in the same price range for our second goals here. Um. For my second one, let's go with Johnny Hockey, 4,800, uh, you know, 12 points in his last 10 games, not playing some terrible hockey. This this Winnipeg team is night and day to what they were earlier in the season where I was sort of buying the fact that they were beating their XGs. Um, and, you know, a lot of that comes down to Nick Ellers, in my opinion. So... Uh, give me Johnny Hockey taking advantage of this wounded, weak Winnipeg team as they limp into the playoffs where hopefully they get Ellers back. Who was your first guy again? I just want to take <sighs> Evander.
1: Name. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um I'll take Anthony Mantha. Fine. Fine. He was in my stack, but fine. He was damn it. See, I was like I feel like you mentioned him, but I was like, No, you didn't mention him. Like where would you uh, I could pick someone else. I, I, I uh was just trying to find the right guy. He seemed to be the right guy. So I had fifty two hundred or less um mantha that's the first guy i like you took control because you took control that, that that's what you did
0: man get ballsy for me go cheap who's, go who's cheap, the cheap go goal of the night who's the cheap goal of the night dj you got this
1: <sighs> do i do i really have it um all right, cheap goal of the night let's go let's go real cheap let's let's take a guy that um i you know what have we ever gone trevor zegras I don't
0: think we have done it.
1: I mean, the guy's getting 20 minutes. He has what? Uh, eight, uh,
0: 10 shots. Good. Wow. DJ actually hit us with the Trevor egress take. And then his internet completely failed. Um, 10 shots on goal in the best three games. Oh, there he is. Okay. There he is. Yeah. Nope. Good, good. Trevor egress and, uh, March so for you. I will go Vander and, uh, uh, Johnny Gaudreau and we will get out of here. So if you enjoyed this, be sure to check out our discord. Um, follow us on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod and DM us. It's, you know, just a repository for all the information we talked about here, uh, stuff as it evolves throughout the day, and the all-important, like, right-before-lock sort of crunch for news. It's all in there. You know, we got people talking about hockey all day, so just get on in there. Make yourself, you know, make yourself welcome, feel at home. Uh, We would love to have you. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at moods, You can follow DJ at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. DJ, anything else before we go? Uh, no, I
1: think that that pretty much sums it up. We'll talk to you. Uh, what are we going to, when are we going to record next? Yeah. We'll
0: have a, we'll have a Thursday show sort of yeah. going with, you know, going with the flow and then we'll probably be, uh, we probably won't do anything next week just because there will only be like one game slates. Um, so we'll, we might try to fit in like a playoff preview. Cause we'll know what the playoffs are. Um, you know, b- before that little stretch of basically Vancouver games, um, next week. So, uh, you'll hear from us, but yeah, definitely we'll be back in your ears on Thursday morning. So a uh, quick turnaround here at the Gate podcast. All right. With all that said, uh, best of luck on this slate. Um, oh, since I'm about to say his name, Doug, our uh, our boy, you know, behind the scenes doing a lot of the sort of quantitative work, the, the data packaging stuff that we do so we can read them out all nice to you on the podcast here. He got engaged this weekend, so. Oh, Wow yeah shout out to doug uh, at doug him. at doug levy on twitter um yeah no definitely uh definitely check that out that the ring is, is
1: so not on social media that i am not even surprised i never saw it at he posted,
0: all. So. he posted it um, what he posted on he posted it on his twitter oh uh, you must have okay. missed it from dr doug levy but anyway shout out to him that's that's real cool um you know getting the getting the ring on it so from doug from dj from myself Have a good sleep, everybody, and we will see ya.